Good evening, folders. How are you all doing? What up, your mother folders? Mother folders. <laughs> I'm fed up with this mother folding plane. <laughs> snakes on his mother folding planes. You get no plane, mother folder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I used that phrase once at work, <coughs> and that, that's like the weirdest look. And I was like, I'm not saying that again. Just... <laughs> oh, I've been using it all week. I forget to do things <laughs> like that until I get back here. Les, uh, well reminded, sir. I actually ran out today, and I've, I'd come up in the loft, and there was like boxes out on my desk. Cause I was like, Ooh, don't worry. <laughs> We're not at panic stations yet. I'm, t- I'm 12 left before panic stations sit in. So well, did you see the image down. that Les posted, which was just like the wall to floor? Yeah. Or yeah. so, or so to floor. I wonder if I can get that in a tile effect and put it in my bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> you can get custom wallpaper. It was a when I saw, saw talking of tiles completely off topic. I can't remember who posted it now, but it was a tile you can get in your bathroom, and it's essentially turns your wall of your bathroom into a block of flats, and it's all got its own little veranda and balcony of an old woman just looking out the window at you whilst you're showering. You're like a giant with loads of borrowers. It's a peculiar <laughs> tile set. But when you when it panned out, the whole bathroom suite was tiled with these. Each tile's got its print of like a the front of a block of flats, and there's like an old girl just sort of like looking out the window or watering, right. hanging baskets. Very bizarre. As, as sure you do. You'd want that. I was yeah, going to suggest you, you just literally stack a load of boxes behind you. It's not even an effect. It's just literally you just get yourself sponsored and just be like you know this is this is my background now. New York coffee. This is my background. Really even based there. <laughs> Can't even say that. Oh Poland. Oh no, an importer, uh, Edinburgh. Yeah. How many different countries has this been that's not America? <laughs> New York coffee. Completely <laughs> non-America. It's much. It's a lot like Corona, isn't it? It's made in Kenya. It's uh, shipped to Poland. It's distributed in Edinburgh uh, and bought in uh, in in the UK. Oh, in England. Of the sachet into a mug. Pour hot, but not boiling water, and stir well. <laughs> Hi Kenny, hi Kieran, hi Les, Nick, Harry, Matthew, John, Kenny, James McNeary, and and the missus. Uh, Dan, good evening. Welcome, welcome. And Mrs. McNeary, how are you? Good evening, Adams. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Kenny says you can get a special washing powder to display in the window too. Where? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not redecorating my bathroom. I was just saying I just saw to, on Facebook. Just to be I went down a wormhole and stumbled across these weird tiles. And I was like, that's very <laughs> odd. Yeah. Uh, so tonight we're going to be talking about Op4, Blue4, Pop, Rebels, DEA, and all the kind of lovely stuff that goes in between. All about the different um, loadouts, bits and pieces of kit that you might consider taking, riffs. Uh, rules and bits and pieces like that. So we're going to be sort of trying to give a sweeping generalised view on all the different kind of potential characters, I guess, you could play at an event. Uh, We're obviously looking at our forward calendar over the next year for 2023. There's a few events that we've already managed to book into. There's others that we can't. Andy, unfortunately, is going to be a little bit out of action for a while um, due to uh, sustained injury. So A dozy (laughs) mare driving into my Rear of my van, thanks, love. Yeah. Good, but I managed that, to... sticker. that was going to be my first news article. <laughs> yeah, the nofo sticker's gone. But oh, I managed to fuck her shitty Chesla up, so fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, fuck the bitches. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh dear, oh, you should have got man. out of the car and you'd be like, Right, we're going to sort this out. <laughs> 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 
she refused to get out of the car until the police. Like, I had to literally call the police because she refused to get out of the car and talk to me. So I was you like, are quite scary looking, mm. and I can imagine when you're that Especially annoyed, you're probably well. fairly imposing. Yeah, why were you stripping off? That was even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, for, I'm gonna get you. Ready for a ruck, honey? Grease yeah. up. <laughs> I was all wrapped up and cold. I, I got out of the van. I was shivering. I was like, "Oh, what you done?" <laughs> just smearing Vaseline up the arms. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> I did apologise to her after I'd why? calmed down. Wasn't your fault. No, for calling her a dozy cow and a few other choice words <laughs> in front of the police officer. So I did apologise to everyone. Yeah. yeah. What fun, fun couple of days. Well, oh, well, fortunately, you are relatively okay. So that's good. Men- mentally, I'm still messed up, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can't, you can't really improve that, can you? So No. And, uh, <laughs> and, and as Lance put it, my, um, my business hand is a bit messed up, but... Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And he does no. a lot of business with his hands. It, it's not not in a rude way. No, it is. Definitely uh, rude way. <laughs> no, I know it was. I was trying to make it, trying to reduce the smuttiness of our podcast. Uh, no, Hi, Adventures of Zulu, uh, John, Les. Les is last chick. Oh, that was the image. Uh, James C. Thanks, YouTube, You're for not giving me a notification. Missed the last three podcasts. Yes, on that, yes, we've um, been getting there is that. apparently an issue. Uh, I'll let Andy talk about it because he knows more about it. I don't. I just Andy, know that go. people aren't getting notifications and i keep telling people but apparently the way to get around it is to watch facebook i don't know i don't want to i don't want to say it because it sounds really horrible but unsubscribe here in person (laughs) yeah unsubscribe to us resubscribe and then put the bell back on and it should sort it out Touch the bell end, and then you'll be good. Yeah, to go. touch yeah. touch the bell. But you've got to unsubscribe first, apparently. But please come back. We're not that bad. Yeah, I haven't even got a notification to say that we've gone stratospheric. No, well, we are we are online, so that's good. Because otherwise, it's just us three talking rubbish for an hour and a half. Um, yeah, it is just us three talking rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Damien, Devison. Uh, Kenny says mine have been coming through about twenty minutes after we start. That's helpful. That's brilliant. Yeah, great. Yeah, we've usually Um, got all the bollocks out of the way by then, and we're actually talking about something vaguely... Before we get to the end of show bollocks. (laughs) uh, That little nugget of quality in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) Quality bollocks is 20 minutes in. Yeah. (laughs) We do try to keep it to a schedule. (laughs) Right, let's jump into the news. News. So obviously Might in our top quick. story tonight, that was very quick. In our top story tonight, Andy has been rear-ended. <laughs> By an old woman. By an old woman. Yeah. Not a massive geezer in a huge fall before. An old woman in a Tesla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't feel about this thing. Well, yeah. It was in a dark in a dark road as well. Dark country oh, lane. No. Oh. Andy, show us on the door where they touch you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hi, fresh meat. Um, so there was a bit of news I wanted to share that somebody, I think it was Kenny actually, posted in our NoFo community chat. So if you're not aware, on Facebook we obviously have the main November Foxtrot page, and then we have a NoFo Airsoft community chat, which is the sort of more sociable living room 
for November Foxtrot, I would say. Yeah, to kick yeah. yeah, where you can sort of share stuff. As long as you don't start selling, selling, trying to sell T-shirts with our logos on, you're more than welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Kenny Westy <clears throat> shared link, which was uh, where Airsoft begins, um, which is a YouTuber who appears to be sort of building a new Airsoft platform. Now, we've obviously seen a lot of these in the past, uh, Airsoft Nation, um, you know, try to sort of build this big community and this platform. Um, I know that there's been one or two prior to that. Facebook is obviously probably the most successful for that, but I think arguably it's the most successful because it's just everywhere. You know, mm. Facebook is a but then how long massive they last? platform. They get shut down for something or other, don't they? Yes. Well, a, yeah. Um, which is gash. <laughs> but I think, I think, you know, obviously part of the problem with Facebook is that it doesn't like riffs, which being airsoft is 90 percent riffs for the most part um and 10 percent just looking good for a photo um <laughs> or trying to um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know obviously that potentially presents a few options so i believe it's uh Ver virage airsoft who i believe is a belgian gamer uh airsofter so they're looking to set that up so it's an interesting thing to keep in mind and sort of mm. keep an eye out for um we've obviously tried to set our calendar up on our website that's still a bit of a work in progress we're trying to build that in 2023 um but it's not the easiest thing to do so best of luck to him basically but uh, if you keep your eye out absolutely yeah, it's, a cool, so. it's a cool little hub isn't it for um for everything news yeah. podcasts every, well everything yeah basically which is good we like we like we like so, any news from the two of you? Uh, no, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, go on, Andy. Um, well, this is a bit of a cheeky one. I bought myself some new Step 1s. Um, uh, but on one set, I went for a very bright orange set. Um, yeah. If anyone is a size small and is after a free pair of Step 1s, I have a pair in orange because <laughs> I did not click the size that I require. <laughs> and I went to put them on a couple of days ago and realized that, yeah, my testicles ain't going to fit in this. <laughs> so if anyone is a size small and requires an orange pair of step one panties, orange, um, let me know. Safety issue underpants. <laughs> yes. They were bought you can always, for on the, you can always on the, put them on, on your the arms. No, no, I can't even put them on my arms. It barely on fits on my head. Yeah, but I'm kind of head, my way. I can't put them on my head. Do that. Yeah. Step one bandana. You know, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, message me. It's a look. It's wanna... not a good look, yeah, but it's, it's a look. look. It's there. Confident. The offer is there for if anyone needs it. I'm giving them away absolutely free. So if you're a little skinny person or you know a little skinny person. Oh, John's, uh, John's step ones have arrived. So he's no doubt he's sat there in his living room in them right now, drinking yes. a coffee. Feeling, I, won't, feeling, I must admit, no. I must admit, secure. it was a little strange ordering pants for another man. <laughs> You've done it for me before. Yeah, and me. Those level ones were lovely. I mean, well, um... clearly, clearly, <laughs> whilst I still do it, it's I still find it a bit weird. <laughs> My vulcanized. But you're right. I have. I have... <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, James is going to PM you, Andy. Lovely, jubbly. Okay. I bet he's just going to say PM and say, prove it. I want to see a video of you trying to get into them. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, take them off your hands. That is on my OnlyFans just, account. Just crying. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was definitely... Like a... himself on the floor. Yeah. 
it was definitely a blow to the self-esteem when I tried to put them on. I was like, hang on a minute. I haven't put that much weight on since yesterday, have I? <laughs> I, am a, I am a giant. <laughs> I do sometimes think we should get an audio descriptive version of this podcast, which is um, Andy slowly tries to put a pair of tiny pants on his head. <laughs> well, yes. Just some mm. of the things that happen is like, I always, I always feel like quite bad for the people that listen to audio only. It's just like, how, how do you describe this? <laughs> yeah. no, it shouldn't be described. That's the thing. Yeah. No, no one would want to describe that. <laughs> I want to see, I want to have the little lady in the right hand corner signing it. <laughs> Andrew put pants on his head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how do you do pants? Pants? That'd be sort of pants. Like pants. I don't pants. know what pants is. I, I don't think it's just made up, Lance. I think they do generally follow like some sort of language. <laughs> it's just like, some how would they just sign all... pants? Just... just the shape of pants, maybe? Surely it's some signs are shapes, aren't they? Of, of... Lance is moving no, no, his I... hands weirdly in front of his chest. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're the, the leather lederhosen to go with your searchlight. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Mike with a huge searchlight just panning <laughs> yeah. around the field and then he just he happens upon Andy on the floor trying to pull small pants on <laughs> just on his side. Oh, I told you what happens on what happens on events we don't talk about. Just... Yeah. <laughs> Andy found you again. What happens uh, in the dark stays in the dark. Yeah. Thanks James C just changing the subject. James C says VFC are bringing out a Walther PPK. Ooh, which I believe is a gas blowback, Dan said, uh, and apparently an M240. Oh, I might have to get a Bond background now. Yes, that'd be quite cool. Right? Oh, we Lance, can you and... don't, don't don't get the guns out, Lance? Because you know, oh. I was just about to say, are, are we, we're not allowed to do things with guns, are we? I have no idea. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> pop the bag out. Lance holds his hand up, <laughs> pretending he's got a pistol, but it's his fingers. My fleshy finger uh, gun. Also, I have some <laughs> other amazing news. Um, our lovely friend Kenny, 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 over at uh, lovely Empire Airsoft yes. has got hold of some GHK gas blowback AKs. <gasps> oh, they are like they are like rocking horseshit. And he has messaged me, and I have one put aside. And there, I think he's got one left for if anyone wants one. Who else was one, after I said, one of them? I don't, Kenny. <laughs> Oh, that'd be it then. So he's got that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think he got a couple in and he said, he literally messaged me the day of the Where accident. Where did he from? I have no idea, but he's a legend. I'm late tonight, evening gents. Oh, well. Your I Don't pick those scabs. Don't pick those scabs. But yeah, I... so just thought I, as, as an agreement for him, for him putting mine aside, I said I would mention it. But I don't Marshall? ask questions. I don't ask questions of how he got them. I just know that he's got my one, so I don't care. <laughs> don't care about anybody else getting one. I have my one. Yes, well, I am, <laughs> which I can't afraid. use for months now because I can't. <laughs> you have to get a bike. Just, just join the chat. I, I I had a purchase this week, which is the little Tranger fuel bottle. Um, oh, little red one. It's a little red one. I got it uh, in red just because of computer games and anything in red is flammable when you shoot it. And I thought that would be quite cool. 
but clearly not going to be shooting this. However, <laughs> ironically, don't I mistake that for a small fire extinguisher, will you? No. Oh yes. Oh, this is the Tranger fuel canister, which is 500 mil, um, and it's got a little uh, press button at the top to allow the fuel out. So obviously, tip it up to the direction you want. Push the button, yeah. and the fuel comes out. Um, I spent at least a day very confused as to how you close this thing because I was like. Well, surely if it's like in a backpack or something like that, it's just really easy to just push that down. I tried sort of turning that. It didn't really seem to mm. turn. Um, turns out it was just a bit stiff. I had to watch at least two YouTube videos before I worked out. You can twist that. Um, so that it off. Presents yeah. it, prevents it from leaking. Because uh, I was like, well, this is surely a massive fire hazard. I've just got something that just puts in a bag and it just starts dribbling. I'm genuinely concerned that that looks like a small fire extinguisher, like the one yeah. I've got in my truck. <laughs> It I'm does, glad I've got it? a green one of them. I've got a green stranger <laughs> thing and a red fire extinguisher. The trouble is, you're gonna you're gonna take that out in an event, and everyone's gonna be like, "Jesus Christ, that's bright!" And you'll be mm. like, "Oh yeah, I better spray it green." I'm gonna genuinely pop <laughs> his stranger fuel for a fire extinguisher, though. So he goes, just gets his little brass mess dish out. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one I, of the um, foam ones as well. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be brutally honest. I'm probably not going to be taking this on a Milsim. This is probably more for my sort of backpacking wild camping That's stuff use. um just because with, with we the can't talk I, about it then no we can we a little talk bit. about it's it kit and gear isn't it <laughs> um so yeah i mean it, it's, it's probably more for that use in my mind personally i'm probably gonna stick with the current cook sets and bits and pieces that i've got um mm. but I, I like the idea of the changer and i like the idea of like mm -hmm. a much slower cooking when you're out and you want to enjoy the wilderness a bit more you know and it's jet and things well. like that. exactly that's that's Quite the kind of thing burning just yeah. be mindful it's not a fire extinguisher yeah that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> well either it's going to make things better or a lot worse you need to so that's a very sharpie pen and just put fire maker and then on your fire you put fire take away or a yeah um a couple other things i bought these, these are sort of purchases that came in through the black friday so <clears throat> um, i got myself a little uh first aid dry sack Ooh, um, I like that. so I was thinking. Don't get that because... mixed up with your transgender one, though. <laughs> yeah, all your fire everything's red. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking. Obviously, very festive, ladies and gentlemen, hasn't he? Oh, this is the uh, first aid. Oh, I think this is the small. <laughs> this is the small first aid uh, dry sack, basically. Um, where I'm trying to ditch my Bergen liner. Um, so the internal for my Bergen, I find incredibly difficult to use. I can't ever get things in and out of it easily. It just collapses on itself. So I'm going more of the route of individually preparing mm. items with their own dry sacks. Um, yeah, two reasons for that. One, I can obviously bin off the big flappy one that goes all over the place. But secondly, if one thing leaks, it doesn't potentially implicate everything. So if that dry sack... Uh, the big sort of Bergen liner was to leak for any reason or something was to leak inside. Um, obviously everything inside is then susceptible to that leak. The idea of wrapping everything individually, whilst it obviously adds a little bit of extra weight because of the additional wrapping that you're kind of doing for each individual item. Um, it also just means I can grab individual things in and out. So this is the smallest one I make of this. I've got it in red, so it's obviously nice and visible. Um, Mike just so sent you a link to a um, well, an image of a bag liner. You might, might take your fancy. You want to show that? Uh, is it I red? don't want to show that. <laughs> I think no. you should. Oh, okay. Is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go well, go well with the rest of his kit. 
That's his, that's, his new bur- that's his new Bergen, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, hang on, I'm not sure if a waterproof cover for his Bergen or a bag. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Santa's sack. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, All pips so, taken aside, yeah. though. I do like that first day bag. Yeah, it is Thank you. I'll send you a link. It wasn't too expensive. Oh, you didn't get me um, one. Oh, charming. No, I'll send you the link. But they do a slightly bigger one as well. So I actually got a bigger one for um, my St. John's first aid kit, which is probably yay big, about a foot long. Um, oh, is that the like a carry bag one? Yeah. So it's like yeah, a I'm green carry bag type thing. But again, I just thought, you know, potentially if I need to take that out and it's raining for any reason, I want to want to use it. Just putting it in a little dry bag, in my mind, is just a good idea to kind of just protect the contents, really. Um and the last thing, the last thing I purchased, well. um, sort of following Jake, on ironically, from... <laughs> ironically, <laughs> same colour as the, the other, bag. Um, the other thing um, I've bought is my, I got a carry more thin streamline um, suspension Ooh. harness for my belt setup. Um, so You'll this love was, it. I think about eight pounds. Um, Fair which play, nice. I was going to try and make myself, um, but I don't think I could buy the materials to make this for eight pounds. Um, so it's just basically a, sin, a series of webbing straps. Uh, you've got the thin one, which has got weaves in and out the molly. You've got the, the buckle, I think the ladder bars, whatever they're called. Um, it's got a cross brace at the back, which sort of helps. And then you've got the back suspender parts as well. Um, so yeah, I haven't had a not. chance to fit that yet, but I'm quite looking forward to. That's going to work wonders, it's... mate. That will. You'll love yeah, that. You'll love that. I, I, I've, I absolutely love mine now. I, will, I I'll make sure you when you it. put this. Make you when you put it on. Make sure you adjust it loaded as well. Yeah. So it sits where it sits when it's just loaded. So I've done that before when it's been done it unloaded and loaded. <laughs> Wait, everything right. sits up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <give me> <laughs> <laughs> I want to change your bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah when, when your belt becomes your chest rig. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the headband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Good uh, stuff, Rage says. Uh, not wanting to sound like people's mums, but you should always keep your first aid kit separate to everything else so you can get at it quick. So good purchase, Mike. That's exactly the thing. So I actually mm-hmm. keep the first aid kit in a pouch on my loadout itself. Um, it's one of the few things I actually always have on me. Um, so again, because the pouches are out in the rain, you know, I'm not very good at keeping myself dry, let alone my kit. Um, I figured that just having a little dry sack is just going to protect the contents a little bit more. Um Play, and they're not very nice. they're not very expensive. I'll put I'll tell you what, I will put the link for these on the community chat. Um for those that don't have access to Facebook for any reason, if you ping me a message um on my Instagram at 9voltsoft, I can always send you the link on there as well. Yeah, fair play. Lovely. So yeah. Cool. Anything else? Uh-huh. Any purchases from you guys? No, no. We have no pants. However, I was sort you know, I was doing them photographs and I was sorting through some stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I am going to sell my DCS, you know. <laughs> Jesus, breaking oh. news, people. Lars changes his mind I, again. I, I, I was, yeah, I, I know, but I think this is it now. This is the final. This is it. End I'm, I'm getting, I'm going very this stark is remnants of Liz Truss's full Michael cabinet. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. This is it. No, seriously, because I it was just everything else sort of like works cohesively together nicely and it all it's all you know all versatile whereas i don't know i just i've just gone off it a bit i don't know it just didn't work with all the rest of my kit i've got it is there's not really any place for it do you know what i mean mm. so it's just one of them so yeah it is for so it is for so but you prefer running a uh i was running for my uh, uh, webbing or my chest rig yeah or my webbing yeah either of them two it's just yeah uh, 
there's no room for my DCS now. So yeah, it is for sale. So yeah, just send me a message if you're anyone's interested for some pick chores, whatever. But in a week's time, it's not going to be. Decide nope. to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have made my mind up. Hundred percent set in stone. You heard it here first. It's on the market. <laughs> yeah, we are about to do an episode. <laughs> We are about to jump into the, the, the details on loadouts and stuff. So we'll wait and see. You know, oh, like, how, how convenient. How convenient. might change by the end of the episode. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not change, it's change. I even look at it now, it just, it just makes me angry. <laughs> makes you angry? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, DCS. <laughs> oh, so I thought you liked running naked. Absolutely do, Terry. But, you know, there's only I can only hold one or two mags. <laughs> well, securely, anyhow. Surely three. <laughs> three? Yeah. Not including one in the gun. Two pits and a crack. Job done. I, mean, I can't. You can't. I suppose you could do if you dual wield a couple pistols. Oh no! Finger guns again. Quick, YouTube, turn us off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we get into the episode? Yeah, let's. We were. So, <laughs> no, the uh, the actual detail we're talking about. So, what um, you doing? yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, Why am I here? What's going on? It's the pre-show banter. Um, you. So this week, we're obviously say, going to be talking about loadouts and pieces. So let's start with op, uh, a Blue 4. Let's start with Blue 4. Blue um, so in terms of the Blue 4 loadouts, you know, very briefly, you know, we've obviously been covering this um, last week, week before last. Uh, and also we're going to be talking after Christmas with Lance and Andy's Blue 4 loadouts as well. Um, you are. In, in terms of any sort of specialist... Open. In terms of any sort of specialist kit for Blue 4, what, what do, you, do you think there's anything that... You know, it is more blue four than any other faction that you would take with you. Mm, yeah, well, uh, loadout wise or mm. helmet. Yeah, I was going to say that? the attack yeah. helmet, helmet. You know, the, the, the ops, the ops helmet is going to be a big one for um for your sort of like go to blue four loadout. Um, again, something else I don't wear. That might be for sale as well. Funny enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, that, I mean the standout one, isn't it? It's the it's the whole uh, tack helmet. You know what I mean? Your, your, your fast helmet, skid lid, whatever you want to call it, and yeah. the whole. Uh, there's, it's only till recently that sort of like the Legion events allowed Op Four to start using tack helmets at night time for PID and targets, and it got to the point where it's like Op Four, of course, got as many um, nod sets as what Blue Four have, so it's not really fair to ask them not to run lids. Yeah. Um, for PID purposes, you know, people just got to be savvy with it. So. Um, but yeah, for me mainly, I'd, I'd say for a blue four, it's definitely it's, it's the tack helmet with the with your with your radio, your comms cans on the side of it. That's the big one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I would. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um, okay, what about um, shelter setups then? Do you think that you would have a different shelter setup for blue four than you might have for other factions? I think that depends on the location. I'd say. Yeah. For op four, a lot of events I go to, op four tend to get the whole. You're, you're sort of stationed up in the village area, or you've got this sort of area. They they tend to get like a compoundy sort of type thing to set up, so they sometimes don't require as much cover or like bashes and stuff like that as what the blue four. Who some unless you're at a specific event like a legion or sterling event or sterling events, mind you, if you're up the trees and stuff, yeah, you're out on the ground quite a lot. But um, I'd say. Blue four would tend to be more reliant on the whole tent basher setup than op four would be. In a, f- a few events I've been to, a lot of places have had like villages or full village where you can get a couple of guys bunked into a hut or a, a, mm-hmm. a several guys into a building or something like that. So 
yeah, that'd be the only sort of main difference for me. Uh, but again, Do you I think, think uh, Blue Force more likely to use bashers and things. Um, I, I personally, I think that they'll they'll use whatever they can get hold of. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to mm. be like you'll you'll get a mainly mix of civvy tents, um, civvy. We're talking kit, blue like, four, blue four. Oh, blue four. Yeah, we haven't got on to Sorry, off yet. Blue four at the moment. I thought you said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you because you've messaged me about a lot four like that. Um, yeah. Well, no, I still think that they'll get hold. They'll in the in the real world they use whatever they can get hold of, can't they? Um. If they haven't been issued anything, mm. Mm. and I get again, it all comes down to what sort of event they're doing. Whether they're doing yeah. like a recce or a light roll, you know, whether they've got to be in a place where they've got to move quickly and just be reliant on bashers or in a little bivy bag somewhere, just like nestled up in a little nest that they've sort of crawled into whilst they're on whilst they're on them, sort of like in an OP or something like that. So you're not yeah. going to want to be taking tents and bits and bobs like that. It's going to be very no. very light kit, easily broken down, easily packed away, so you can sort of go bug out quickly if you need to. But then again, if they've got like a full blown FOB scenario and they've got like a like proper hard point that like that most people will bring, I would say tents and stuff and make a defensive well, it's either there, yeah. sleeping area, wouldn't they? So yeah, if they've got buildings even better, it's just a case of being yeah. a cot bed and just getting your head down on that, isn't it? Hmm. No fair dues. Um Okay, rule, rules. Let's talk about rules. So obviously blue four generally do seem to have a different sort of rule set. Um I know the <clears throat> the classic is the ROE or rules of engagement. Um, yep. Most blue four events that I've been to normally, you know, you're not allowed to make the initial contact uh, unless, you know, heavily provoked in some way, i.e. you're being fired at, which is obviously not the initial contact or, you know, there's a significant risk of harm or injury to somebody, either you or someone that you're protecting. Um, any other, any other rules or things that you can think of? Um, there's, there seems to be a lot more camo rules getting, so they've got to be like, depending on the scenario, it's all got to be NATO, um, or they true tries to keep most people in one sort of camo pattern. Um, for I think multicams normally, just cause most normally people have multicam, it, yeah. don't they? Um, it seems to be a lot more American stuff as well. Like everyone seems to go straight for the American kit. Um, like, yeah, fair enough. We use a similar multicam. Um, but you also get them saying, oh, yeah, we can use all the digicams and stuff that they're using, which I find a bit of a weird rule because um, sometimes it can get a little bit complicated when you're looking around and you see four or five different camos and you think, are they with us or? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. There needs to be some, you know, bit of, some sort of regimented, Uniform, mm. maybe it's just like basically. I mean, a lot of places I say it's like your base layer, as long as you, as long as your top and trousers are the same, like whether it is. I mean, ideally, yeah. we, we tend to do that in our team. We tend to obviously, if we've got multi cam bottoms, we've got multi cam top, or depending on what the event, if we can do it, it'd be a, wood, a US woodland top and multi cam bottoms, or, or a woodland DPM top and multi cam bottoms. So we'll all be you, you'd know who yeah, that we were, yeah, uniform, yeah. Sort of thing, not just some sort of like Merc unit that's just like a combination of different camos and a bit of civvy thrown in. Do you know what I mean? 
which is why I suppose PMC is such a blessing in disguise for people who just like rock a pair of combat tra- like camo trousers with a t-shirt on top. It's, it's all good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a baseball cap. Yeah. Baseball cap and hoodie. It must have ripped in the front yeah. of that one there. Yeah. It must have taken six years to make that rip. <laughs> <laughs> what, running into walls? I was like, yeah! <laughs> I just scratched my head on the wall like that. Sort of yeah. yeah. <laughs> it ripped yet. Is it, is, it, is it ops enough? Does it look ops enough? Is yeah. it ops enough? <laughs> uh, Fresh Meat said at Glad 5, I had Legion Mike, uh, so the guy that runs Legion events, mm-hmm. <clears throat> bowl up to me by the water tank because he thought I was a squaddy that had actually snuck in. Okay, so we've obviously covered loadouts, clothing, shelter setups, rifts. Uh, riffs actually that's an interesting one do you think do you think with the blue four there's a more of an impetus on the specific riffs that you use i know some events are quite keen on sort of trying to maintain a sort of a certain type of riff um before an event you know obviously vietnam style events people will really want to try and keep you to that era um whereas generically more blue four style events I, I haven't really seen weapon restrictions quite so much no and i, I think, think a lot of people who've chosen to be on blue four have already got like an m4 platform do you know what i mean or scar elf or you know what i mean they've already got that sort of allied look um through their rifts what they've chosen to get i mean i think what would be difficult would be the like the newcomer to a milsim who's been running an ak for like a year and a half doing skirmish sundays um, and that's all they've got is an AK, but they want to do. They want to try a blue four because their mates that do it are all blue four. Do you know what I mean? Or they go to they go for like a NATO team, um, at a Milsim. And I don't think that should be sort of like, oh no, you can't because you've only got an AK. I mean, you know, nice. as long as you, you whack attack light on it and a, and a scope, it's at the end of the day from it's just a weapon. You if, regardless if you've got an AK and you're in a team of eight guys and seven of them have got M4s, you've got an AK, but you've got MTP kit on. I don't think that. Much of a difference. It's not. It's not we're not no. making a movie. Do you know what I mean? Although you've, you, we've all seen images of um, like British and American soldiers um, over in Afghanistan, things walking around with AKs. Yeah, fair enough. They may have been slightly special forces or special. Um, but well, we've seen said that, of could it. they not be? Isn't there? Isn't there a, um, a European country in NATO that uses AKs as its primary assault weapon? Um, yeah, Poland. Would it I be think. Poland? So could you be a Polish dude in a multicam bit of kit? Only if you're wearing a Polish Poland. patch. <laughs> plausible deniability, mate, not wearing any patches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh. It's a bit I think it's a little bit precious to say you can't use that because it's a it's a it's a Soviet block weapon or you know what I mean? I just Come on, it's black. You know, what I mean, it's not like it's bright yeah. pink with fucking flowers all over it. I guess, I guess, in my mind, to be honest with you, if it was, um, I think the more tactical it looks, so the, the <clears throat> some of the AKs, which are obviously you know Picatinny rolled up, and you've got the attachments, bits and things like that. You know, I think probably look they better look for a blue four than the Woodstock. Don't get me wrong, I love a Woodstock AK, but I think you know it would probably be less jarring, but it wouldn't stop me from enjoying that event. It would just be. No, in my mind, I'd just be looking at it going, oh, that's pretty. <laughs> it, wouldn't, wouldn't it wouldn't be like, oh, I can't, <laughs> you've, ruined, you've ruined the immersion of my event. I yeah. can't believe it. Yeah, it, it, that's 
farthest from my mind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether someone's got an AK or um, where are they using a you know a PKM or something like that? Do you know what I mean? It's as a support weapon. Mm. It's for a blue four role. I, I couldn't give a toss really. Yeah. Interestingly, I, was, I, saw I, I just a, want to um... have a go with it. <laughs> <laughs> he can come with us. He can come with us. Absolutely, come with us. Yes. yes, yes. I saw a, um, an interesting photo actually from uh, I think it was during Afghanistan where a couple potentially special forces um, were they, they had like massive machetes strapped to their back because apparently. In, in a country where people are carrying AKs is like a matter of course, um, an AK isn't really, or, or, or a gun or anything like that, is not really a symbol of aggression. So it's not really like a symbol of force or anything like that because mm. everyone's got one. Um, whereas the, the the sword or the machete or like the short sword or anything like that is much more jarring for them, um, which I thought was an interesting point. And there was another one as well. So I think there's a comment on the photo where somebody has said when they were out um, serving, they um they ran a support gunner role and because all the ammunition was all sort of in pouches and stuff like that, people didn't really see him as being um any more imposing than anybody else because you know ultimately he just has a gun. Um but it was only when he sort of started carrying the ammunition out of the box, like around his neck or anything like that, or a little bit more on display, that mm. people actually sort of started to take a little bit more notice that it was an actual machine gun or, mm. or a squad automatic weapon or whatever you want to call it. Um but then again, are you just making yourself a target at that point? Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, shoot, shoot Baracus with all his um, brass wrapped around his neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I understand James... they've got to look intimidating at, at, at a level. Like, it's not always mm. hearts and minds, is it? Um, but yeah, personally for me, I wouldn't want to walk around advertising that I've got the big gun <laughs> and that no. I'm the one that you probably need to take out first before I just light you up. <laughs> I wouldn't want to take around the sword either because like, unless you're proficient with that, it's useless. It's bloody great sword and a scabbard hanging off your belt. And stuff. Yeah. Can't bend down without cat digging into the floor and smacking you in the face. And yeah. like, This is a ball like, don't want this. I've got dual net samurai ninja swords on my back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like. All right, Michelangelo. Was it Michelangelo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, James, no, Leonardo. Leonardo. Yeah, Leonardo had the swords. Donatello had the staff. staff. Raphael had the size. And Michelangelo had nunchucks, man. Get it right. You Sorry. Your turtles, Sorry. <laughs> James C said they have modernized variants in quite a few countries. Finland, I think, still uses their copy. Poland uses a mishmash, from what I understand, but the VZ58 is AK esque. Mm. So. Mm, okay. There you go. Fair play. Um, <laughs> Rage says, My experience of Afghan was if you really wanted to intimidate people, you called an Apache. That really makes the locals run. Yep, I can see that. For a moment, please, mate. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> was it an eight or an A10 in it? Tank Buster? Was it a Warthog? Wow, there was a town there. What <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> tank? <laughs> I see no tank. Um, okay, let's talk about lastly with the blue fallout at comms. Do you think the comms setup is any different? Yes, I do. I think, yeah, I think an op four com set is more uh, blue four. We're talking blue four still, yeah. I know that if you let me finish. Oh, sorry, <laughs> a blue four sorry, mum. A blue four right. com set is more out there for the world to see, whereas an op four one's very discreet. Um, because obviously, blue four, you've got aerials for days and you've got your big head cans, you know, you've got potentially you've got a fist mic, boom mics, so I mean, all that jazz going on. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think a, a blue four com setup is 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 far more not over the top, but a lot more involved than what an op four one would be. If I was trying to be sneaky beaky, I certainly wouldn't be having all that. I'd, I'd literally have a little handheld for an op four, just like yeah, yeah probably just that, out that of the way because you're not going to be keeping. You're, if you're out doing a like a little recce mission as an op four, you're going to be sort of discreet and not displaying it, walking around as uh, acting like a civvy. Whereas blue four, you're going to be especially as like a section, uh, a team leader or something like that. You're going to be on comms with uh, zero all the time. With the you're going to be using the your your PRR with your with your unit potentially comes with another section so it's it's all very much out there for the world to see yeah. sort of thing yeah mm. you know i mean that's always way. something that you look for with when you're blue four running around as well you to identify you know another faction that's clearly not meant to have military kit you know if they're running around with a harris or something like that you, you kind of go well <laughs> Yeah. It's you know, exactly the exactly the same if they've got you know they're running around with a riff going oh yeah I'm just hunting what with what, what are you yeah. hunting like yeah. you've yeah. got a Barrett fifty cal what the heck are you hunting <laughs> what are you hunting velociraptors yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the mooses around here are massive yeah. <laughs> I've lost I'm looking for owls well why are you armed yeah. then like, what's going on because they're vicious yeah. bastards yeah the owls around here are. Uh, a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big G. Flying out the tree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, right. So let's move on to Op4 then. So we've obviously sort of covered that as a bit of a counter to Blue4. Um, Op4 loadouts. So they generally tend to be a bit more varied because it does generally tend to be if you're playing a rebel or something like that. So let's go for a militarized Op4 for the moment because we'll cover civilian and gangsters, etc. as a, a, a kind of a different role. Um, so if you're assuming that we're sort of a, a militarized op four, do you think that the loadouts are different? They're obviously going to be probably similar to blue four, but probably in just a different color scheme. I'd say so. Yeah. You, you, you're looking at more yeah. your block colors, aren't you? Your tans, your OD greens, your blacks, you know, maybe, maybe a bit of black multi-cam in there. Anything that's sort of completely different to what the, um, the, the blue four team would be basically for a color wise, color wise. I mean, predominantly a lot of the, Military op four units I've been up against in in events. It's been like OD green or tan, you know, that tan slash dark brown patched in places sort of kit, you know, all very Eastern European sort of stuff. Yeah, the only, the only one I've yeah the only one I've done is um, Russia where we were up like this was before it all kicked off, um, where it was literally the organisers did have to say look if you've got an AK. We, we would we would prefer you to go over to the Russian side if that's all right, just so we can keep tabs on. And it was more looking at people's weapons than the actual camo. Um, yeah. And like, a, but most people that run a, a Russian style weapon that did that had had Russian gear anyway. But um, there was a it was a lot more um, checking what sort of weapon people had and what sort of camos they were wearing more than oh hang on they're just bimbling about. But there was a lot of instances where we, because both sides had um, uh, the engagement role, sometimes you'd literally walk straight up to each other and just walk past. Like you'd be proper twitchy, <laughs> right? But because neither no neither side kind of made active moves towards their weapons or anything, everyone just kind of walked past and was like, mm, "This is a bit sketchy." <laughs> But it made it's it always, a fun event. 
it's like that um, at, at Longmore is that you know there's like a militarized up four team there, mm. but it's when it's the start of the event when it's not, when they're not out and playing. Yeah. And you just walk it and you do that first patrol into the town. You just got eyes on you and just think, oh, God, here we go. It's either going to kick <laughs> yeah. off or it's not, but you just you don't know what's going to happen. Just, oh, for <laughs> yeah. fuck's sake. Cannon fodder. Here we come. <laughs> yeah. La, 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 la. <laughs> through the village. <laughs> I think that's that. I mean, you know, we've we've talked about this briefly before, but that's that's always the thing I find a little bit like frustrating with Milsims is the fact that you know that that's going to be the kind of storyline arc. You know, it, it's going to end up that the people that you're patrolling against now, at some point, will have yeah. a gun and will be trying to shoot you. But the um, thing is, like, it's like documentaries I've watched on Afghan. It's like, like, especially like going back to the likes of the of, of, um, oh Christ, what's his name, Ross Kemp, when he done the whole ones mm. with the Marines and and. Yeah. Um, and the Royal Anglians and all that sort of thing, they actually would actually go out from their fob specifically to stir the shit and get into a get into a ruck. They'd have the, they'd have their their um uh, interpreters with loudspeakers heckling them heckling the Taliban. Yeah, that was like do you know what I mean? Like, just like, just like go over pussies and that. all this, just in Pashtun or whatever it's whatever the <laughs> language they were speaking. And it's just like you actually, and it's like it's almost the same. Like when when you go when you go into like when the event first kicks off and you go through that village, like that first thing, like here we go, here we are, la 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 la. <laughs> Who wants yeah. to shoot us? <laughs> it's like, and it's always the same. It's like sometimes crescendo. it works kick well. The event off, and then it all yeah, um, it all yeah. flows from there. Then, but you've got performing to do full patrol maneuvers while we've got people just walking between you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> it's when you're out in the open if like you're really out in the open like your nearest walls a good two minute run yeah. <laughs> and you think hang on a minute yeah, it's going to kick off in a second I am going to get lit up because I'm right at the front yeah where are you going yeah. I'm just shuffling yeah. over here where there's a little bit more coming when you get like so you'll get like three or four guys that'll just be like mooching about just had a little smoke or something like that and they've put it out and then they just disappear around the corner you think I've got to go around there <laughs> yeah. I'm literally got to go round there and get shot in the face, and I'm gonna do it. I'm actually gonna go round the corner now in about thirty yeah. seconds' time. The guy with the big gun goes first. La la la. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, <laughs> on on the basis that the the militarized op four is probably going to be very similar to the blue four, I think we'll probably skip the rest of those sort of bits and pieces because it's not going to be too different it's going to generally tend to be the the camouflage patterns and the and mm. the riffs which obviously we've talked about that's um, no, go- genuinely that is one uh like um, one team or style that I would not be able to do because I've literally got no op for military kit if you like I don't know, I suppose I could blag oh, no, I don't even You could put something together though couldn't you it I doubt be... it I don't know yeah. like like low carrying wise it would be it'd be like multi cam I mean I've got a, I've got a desert chest rig but I'd struggle with the rest of the kit, like the waterproofs and the and the trousers and stuff like that. You know, it's, yeah, I'd struggle. What do you do? Because I, I wouldn't yeah. want to do it and just be all half-assed and just do enough to sort of get by. I want to, I want to sort of look half decent. Do you know what I mean for, yeah. for an event or have some half decent yeah. kit for it? But um, but yeah, that's one that I mean, PMC in and all that sort of stuff. You know, some rebelly sort of severe stuff. I can do that all day long. And obviously, like the normal NATO Blue Force stuff is all good. But yeah, I'd struggle with um, the military. Oh, something to look into next year. 
Mm. Um, Kieran says, I'd say full Adidas tracksuit and a bottle of vodka would be ideal for Opfor. So obviously, I'd say, yeah, yeah, saying that, that's, that's, uh, do you know what would be a cool Opfor loadout would be matey from, do you remember that film uh, Behind Enemy Lines? Mm. Um, Mate, you get shot down in the oh, yeah. US fighter plane and he's got that, um, is, it, is he a Chechenian sniper chasing him? Owen Wilson, down? isn't it? Owen yeah. Wilson, yeah. And, yeah. and, he, and he's got wow. that sniper, and it's literally um, Adidas. Uh, he's got jeans, Adidas tracksuit top on, a black backpack, and a wicked massive sniper rifle. And I think yeah. he's got a pistol just... as well, I think. And he's just cutting about the mountains in a pair of trainers. I was just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> that, nice. that, that, funnily enough, brings us on to this sort of civilian role. Um, so obviously, civilians generally tend to be non armed combatants. Uh, on that that effect, so you know, ultimately they are there most to cause the <coughs> yeah. most of the time. But they're there to cause chaos and give atmosphere and the like. But you know, ultimately, you will find that a few of them sort of stray into rebel, I guess, kind of side of things. Um, this is where we obviously start changing massively in terms of the loadout. So, as a sort of a civilian loadout, Andy, do you want to kick us off with sort of your thoughts on that? Yeah, civilian loadout would be. For me, it'd just be relaxed, close, literally anything that I wouldn't mind just getting shitted up. Um, but then again, it also depends on what scenario you're playing and and the area. Um, like if you are, mate, if you're more aimed towards the old Russian block areas, then yeah, you might go down the Adidas and and certain types of clothing. If you're doing Afghan, um, you might wear um, the Afghan. I've got I've forgotten what the robe's called. Anyway, the, the like you dish know the Afghan robe, is that what it's called? I'm sure. I'm sure it's called it was a dish dash. Was that the hat? No, a dish. But dash anyway, is the yeah. long, it's the long, not dress. It's a long robe type thing. I'm sure yeah, it's, it's called like a dish dash. Um, and the hat and stuff. So for me, if I was to play a civvy role, I would look at what the scenario is and then work off of that, and like look at a few pictures of what's what's local mm. for that area. Is do you know what I mean? I, I I do a little bit of research if I was to to play that sort of role, um, mm. but then if I'm doing like Central New York and I wanted to be a civvy, I might throw on a suit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it all depends. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it all will depend on how I feel. I've got my yeah. Saudi. I've not I've not well. seen the central Central New York brought to the woods of apocalypse yeah. in the city. Board, <laughs> but... Just chuck a suit on him and right there. Central Park, <laughs> isn't it? Central, Central Park. Park. <laughs> now that'd be a good. Place I'd dress up as the. I'd dress up as the old woman from Home Alone too, if we were. There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just with loads of oh, fake what, pigeons um... stuck all over me. <laughs> yes. What's her name? Oh, what, uh, who's... Thingy from Mop Casualty. What's her name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's her name? The nurse. I'm thinking Piers Morgan because I saw something earlier that Piers Morgan oh. looks exactly like the woman <laughs> from Home Alone too. <laughs> put his face onto her. Yeah, was Piers Morgan. Yeah, I'd be her. I'd be the um, homeless pigeon lady from Home Alone too, <laughs> <laughs> with, with loads of like plastic pigeons just stuck all over. <laughs> but that's um, but that's part of the joy of the civilian role, isn't it? I mean, ultimately, yeah, you can go you can go as a local monk. You could be um, a nun a if you really want. Local <laughs> monk. Well, why not? Why not? Well, that's that? the point, though. Oh, that's just yeah. Jeff, the local monk. He's a lunatic. <laughs> just walking around with your, your, your mead. I think you find, <laughs> actually, actually, if you're running around in a... I mean, it wouldn't necessarily work for sort of um, Eastern conflicts, but um, if you're running around dressed as a monk with long robes, that's probably perfect for hiding light weapons and stuff like that. You just have a whole array hanging off of you. And just sort of... Oh, you yeah, know, that's funny. You're basically a walking resupply. 
Exactly like a golf hot fuzz. You just float, just yeah. pull the robes apart and just like Everything. weapons. Are... <laughs> <laughs> um, the point being is that there's a lot more variety that you can go with in a, in a kind of a, right. a pop. Uh, I mean, we've obviously played with Padraig. There's, a, there's um, one option you could just turn up wearing your day to day clothes as well. <laughs> well we covered yeah. that. <laughs> You haven't, you haven't, you haven't necessarily got dressed as a monk. Monk, civilian, monks all day long. Monk, just an army of monks. Yeah, who are they? They are the civilians. They are all monks. <laughs> they've really committed to it as well. They've shaved the middle part of their heads. Yeah. Either, either monks or they've all come as monks. Well, fifty percent of monks, fifty percent dressed as the homeless old lady from Home Alone Two, covered in pigeons. <laughs> That's immersion for you, girls and boys. <laughs> That's immersion. <laughs> yeah, Dan said the fryer tuck loadout dropped up. Yeah, the fryer tuck loadout. Hilarious. Do you imagine like, just a load of smoke grenades going off and just like a, a, a line of monks just come walking oh, out? Oh, man, genuinely, if we ever do a proper full-on Op 4 roll that we can be civilians, we've got to go as monks. Just I'd a few of away. us just walking along, walking along the street with like a big cross or something like that. So just no, no, chanting can't have, random... Can't have religious- Religious effigies. That's All right, a, a big circle on a stick, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or we could have like some like four right angles on a stick, Mike. Couldn't we? <laughs> no. no, no. All right, no. Okay. right. Moving on. Buddhism, though. Moving on. You're ruining it now. Um, shelter set up for a civilian role. Do you think uh, semi-detached, so three-bed garage driveway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so obviously we're looking more. Um, sort of camping bits and pieces like that. You know, if you're if you're fortunate to play at Longmore um, or any sort of site with built up environment, you're probably going to have the benefit of some sort of like hard cover, like a, a house or something like that potentially. Um, but tents, I mean, you're probably looking at more civilian grade tents. Do you think? I'd say so. Yeah. Hmm. Would you, you expect a, that, or is that a just camper van on there or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just turn up with it with your big. Arctic lorry that's been made into a hotel. Oh yeah, just put you, up. You, was it tiny house, <laughs> tiny house nation. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah it's you know, it's, I mean, be... if you're at Longmore and you've got the village there, you're going to be in all the houses, aren't you? So you'd be laughing, mm. happy days. You know, even better if you're in the new ones, got heating and electric and stuff like that. But unless you are cool like Paul Howe and stuff and Mike Marden, you just sleep out in the probably the, one of the worst ones it's like right out on the edge of the <laughs> zone it's just, just freezing cold like i think rage was staying in those as well I think rage time, was in there as well everyone yeah. <laughs> absolutely bitterly <laughs> freezing <laughs> but no you, you, know, you snuggle up you keep warm no fine ways yeah Tom's do. happy birthday tom by the way for the other day um, oh yes happy he birthday. said hammock if possible don't really like ground dwelling unless i have to man yeah, my sucks but i have yeah. a certain level of class <laughs> oh, actually, Nick's got a really good shout out. A blue B and Q tart for homeless sib pop sleeping. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, oh my god, there was a. It wasn't very funny. I think it was staged myself, but I saw a video the other day. There was a guy who was apparently homeless in a cardboard box, and another guy walked across and he put a Costa coffee cup on top of his <laughs> on top of the cardboard, and the bloke grabbed it. He went, "Oh man, it's empty." He said, "No, it's supposed to be a chimney pop." <laughs> 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 it was stay. It had to be stayed. No one would do that. Because <laughs> it's a red cup in it. You put it on the top. So, oh no, I was making your chimney. Something like that. <laughs> Bust. 
terrible, really. Uh, Tom yeah. Rosa says, uh, if there's hardcover, a good co- camp bed is worth investing. Definitely invest in, in, in that. I mean, you can get the, you can get sort of the, the chain, I said the cheaper ones, which are like the, the standard sort of uh, two poles with the... Um, Oh, the four wire W sort of thing. That yeah, like yeah, that sort of thing. Do the job, you know, they'll do the job, which aren't too bad. But if if you want a little bit more comfort, then definitely have a look at sort of fishing cots and things like that. Um, yeah. While they generally tend to be a bit bigger, the insulation is so much better. Um, yeah, yeah. And if you've got a higher, if you've got bed. a cot bed that's off the floor, um, obviously you get your insulation out. But chuck your berg and, and your other like your rifle slings and your bag underneath the bed as well, just to fill that void up. Because again, it's, it dissipates yeah, that cold air underneath the bed. That's what I do it on fishing. Oh, Dan, I think Dan was probably there as well. Dan said at Longmore we oh, woke, course, we yeah. watched 13 hours and had bacon cobs. Nice. So, Did you have cob corn as well? Or was it corn on the cob like anybody else says? Civ <laughs> uh, pop. Um, what about riffs? Do we think the Civ pop would have Finger different guns. sorts of riffs? <laughs> I would say Civ pop are probably more likely to use their pistols. I'd say Civ Pop would be more of the sniper rifle, for the hunting rifle sort of thing that you could sort of maybe yeah, get. There's more realism of getting hold of that, like a bolt action, a shotgun, a pistol, in maybe, depending on what country you're in, I suppose. But I mean, if it's a US-based Milsim, they'd have better kit than the army. Yeah, so. miniguns <laughs> and tanks. You'd come out armed to the nines. <laughs> Everything. ready to purge <laughs> yeah just a seaweed on the back of a seaweed yeah. on the back of a toyota there you yeah. go American gunshot stuff. exactly yeah uh, it'd yeah. be like the scene from commando where arnie just busts through that front door with a pink cadillac <laughs> and just have at it with a shopping trolley <laughs> yeah i think it'd be it'd be every everything really right yeah. you, uh, small small little smgs things like that like oozes I see. I would probably popular. say you miss the middle stuff. So I would probably say that you're looking at excluding morning traditional folders. like good day, folders. folders. That's got to be a t-shirt or a patch. Got to be a patch. Phil, do you give me permission to make a patch of morning folders? Yeah, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the Aussie flag on it as well. Job done. Yeah. Um, I would say I would say with like a civilian role, you're probably looking at excluding the assault rifle LMG side of things. So you've got the kind of the sniper rifles, the shotguns and pistols and SMGs, but you know, anything in the kind of the middle range, I guess would be the thing that you probably would see less of. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Especially okay, like, cool. Right, moving if, on it was, if it was UK <laughs> bait. If it was UK yes, bait. Yes, I agree. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. Let's move along. Move along. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> No, if it was UK based and they wanted to keep an element of like immersion and realism to it, then yeah, you, I think you'd probably get a struggle other than like under over shotguns or side by sides. <laughs> I've got a crossbow. Uh, perhaps, <laughs> yeah. perhaps a, a few two, a few, perhaps a few point two twos or something like that. You know, it's it's going to be things like that. Do you know what I mean? It's not we haven't got the flamboyance of weaponry that like the likes of the US or other countries have in like that mm. in Europe where they can we can crack a few rounds of an AK off in the mountains and no one's going to say anything. Over here, Christ, be, everyone would be on you. So, yeah. I Although, think it, go on. There, there would be a way of getting around that, which is if you were to incorporate in your role play, say, for example, um, it was a local militia group uh, in, based in the UK, we'll call it a UK-based game, um, that had been supplied arms by somebody. You know, if you just roll that in already, you've potentially got access to a crate of AKs or something like that, um, mm, yeah, which would open true. that up. Um, it also gives yeah. Blue Force something to look for as well. 
you know. Well, it's, yeah, if you're looking at arms yeah. dealers and things like that, that are sort of like using a civvy area to hide their weapons caches or whatever you want to call it, then yeah, you, mm. that, that's, that's probably a way you could shoehorn in irregular weapons to the region sort of thing that you wouldn't otherwise see. But yeah, I mean, if well, let's, let's be honest, if it was the UK, it'd just be melee weapons, wouldn't it? <laughs> the yeah. zip pop would be armed or, or with, with knives and handles <laughs> and pitchforks <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. All very, very. The uh, the local the local rebel group uh, raided a police station and, and nicked a load of like um yeah the old tasers. G- <laughs> what was the uh, what was the what was the assault rifle that had like the carry handle on it? I can never remember. G thirty G thirty six. G thirty six. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, they just they just nabbed a load of those. Oh, so. could you imagine flintlocks? Yes, like Lord Byron's <laughs> dueling <laughs> pistols. <laughs> I've, recorded I've got a cannon. As well. Just roll this massive cannon out. It just it fires four BBs at once. Civ <laughs> yeah. pop. Don't ever be Civ pop. You can't, especially if it's a UK based Civ pop. Don't be them because you can't do nothing <laughs> apart from harsh language and knives. Yeah. All right. What about what about the rules? Uh, sorry, the rules. The the rules on sort of role play. No of rules. There civilian. are no rules. There are no they, rules. They have no rules of engagement. They are civilian. They're not. They're not. They're not bound to code or anything like that, are they? They do basically so, do whatever they want. Yeah, for oh, right. the same as any any so rebel relaxed. group or anything like that. They they have no rules of engagement. I don't, if the only teams no. that would have rules of engagement would be a militarized team, which would be like your blue four or your militarized op four. Every everyone else is, yeah. I may choose to do that. I might not. Yeah, I'll see how I feel when I get there. <laughs> But it's like the team leaders. If the I want to be an arsehole, I will be. <laughs> the team leaders that for Civ Pop and um, like gangs and things like that. Every time I've spoken to them after an event, they were like, "That was a nightmare" because no one actually did what we asked them to do. <laughs> like, right. They just went out. They went out. Right, went out and just went and did just just pissed yeah. around all weekend. I was like, "That's not brilliant." Going. <laughs> this I'm going to go over there because it looks more fun. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not going to go over in. I'm not going to go outside in the rain. I'm going to go and stand over there in the dry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you go, if you guys can just keep an eye on this doorway for for like sort of half hour. So like, yeah, no worries, mate. And you hear this like, oh, come far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can just wander around completely unarmed, like, oh yeah, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't, can't shoot me! Can't doorway. shoot me! I've got a weapon. <laughs> oh, I've got my yeah. phone. I'm taking I've pictures of the owl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you've got those, those, um, uh, John Smith has just mentioned, how about bow arrows? You know, the, uh, the airsoft bows that you can get, that would be quite cool. Yeah, that, just, oh, who was that? I one saw one at... one of them the other day. There was one, got, at, one uh, of them. I've just been out uh, on a uh, yeah, quick yeah. recce and uh, I've come across Robin Hood and his merry men. Just like, <laughs> 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 I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was one of the, um, Andy, I'm sure it was one of your, um, oh, what's the ladies airsoft team called? Is it ladies airsoft team? Oh, uh, UK. UK ladies. I'm sure of one of them had a. I think one of them has got one. Uh, an airsoft bow and arrow. I'm sure I bloody saw that on Instagram. Yeah, yeah they, they do that. exist. They, they yeah, are. Oh, no, about... oh, no, 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 I'm not debating that yeah. yet. But I was, I was just trying to think who I saw you. I'm sure it was one of the one of the girls from that team thing that Andy was saying about. I was using one. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, they do look yeah. cool. They're bloody expensive and they're hard to get hold of as well, actually. So what is it essentially then? Is it I just might... like a, a normal bow with like a ball on the end of it instead of a point? I think it's. No, I think it's just a tube. So it's like a, it's got like it's got your barrel in it, and it's got like a a, a fixed piston. So you right. draw it back to a certain point, and then you just let go, and it just pushes the air through well, through the it barrel. Still only fires a BB. Yeah, still only fires a BB. No, oh, I just put it for an arrow. 
You're, they do that in LARPing. <laughs> That's an they? actual bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they, like they a tag LARPing, arrow. Don't they? Where they put a thing I on know it. what to do. I've got an idea. You're going to go full Rambo and just like oh, yeah. tag <laughs> Surely you can. Fi- surely they allow you to fire tag rounds with a bow and arrow, like Rambo, like explosive tipped oh. arrows. Oh no, because it's they're then you've got a stick at the end of an explosive. So when the explosive goes off, you've basically made a... You've created shrapnel! <laughs> you've created shrapnel. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Yeah. What's I mean, a bit I of think, fragmentation I, I, wounding I between friends? stick on the end of it is yeah. going to be the least of your worries, isn't it? Really? Surely they can <laughs> well, govern it as well. Fine. You can only pull it back a certain distance to... to Nick said you could use a LARP bow and arrows, which I think have like a foam... Foam end on them. So. Yeah, so we could remove the foam end and put a tag round on it. <laughs> Dan just said an arrow with a big sucker on the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brilliant. Just running around shooting foam domes. With... Oh. <laughs> so you can always you could always use your three-man slingshot as well. Oh, you haven't bought one, have you? No, I had one for a while, but I found it. <laughs> oh, for crying out bloody Coming to an event That's a civilian. <laughs> there you go. That's the only place I would never let you use it as a civilian. Oh, yeah. I would only use it as a civilian. Hooligan. hooligan. Yeah. yeah, a little hooligan. You're a hooligan. <laughs> yeah. And cool. it'll be cheaper than buying a um, smoke right, right. tag round or mortar round. Mate. I know you wouldn't take the piss out of me like these two pricks. It is science. Tag round, bow and arrow. Oh, that's fine. I've got no problem with firing it at you to test it out. Oh, thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> no worries, Mum. Ray says it amuses me that we are calling something else LARP. Milsim is LARP. I, I get that, but in terms of but proper LARPing, yeah. we mean I think Ray, the yeah. LARPing. Not... The LARPing that we're referring to there is obviously like the the medieval LARPing. As opposed to the the Milsim laughing, <laughs> yeah, proper laughing or Milsim yeah, laughing with like accurately <laughs> graded like weaponry and outfits and stuff is not Milsim. No, because they spend more money than we do. <laughs> yeah, their, their outfits cost thousands. <laughs> yeah. uh, the airsoft bow is called a Shrike. If anyone's interested, Mike there Shrike. And then Harry's just went Google it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tell Harry me what to do. Harry's probably still working on his like you know ultimate um sentry gun thing. That's let's be honest. Well, I would far rather have that than the the, uh, the airsoft bow. I don't know. I reckon I've you just leave it out there, like ten well, meters away, probably like, a bit further. But Lance and his merry men running around in our green tights with bow and arrow <laughs> and fire tuck and fire tuck. Yeah, I'm fire tuck. Yes, mul- mul- multiple <laughs> fire tucks. By all accounts, <laughs> yeah, me as Robin Hood, Mike's Fry Tuck, and then Andy can dress up as the homeless pigeon woman from Homeland <laughs> 2. He's got to be Little John, get, surely. Do I get demoted? <laughs> all right, you could be Little John. We need to find some, a pigeon lady. <laughs> an army needs a Mike needs an army of monks as well. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, silly. Um, <laughs> if we ever do the Warrior Monks, if anyone ever played Age of Empires uh, 2, which was the Wooloo. Um, sound from that. Um, that's that's all our monks will say. Um, so join join the monk airsoft group. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll set it up after the show. Um, <laughs> do you, <laughs> just finishing just finishing off the civilian stuff. I think we've probably already covered it a little bit, but obviously comms. Um, Civilians been the more. best one we've spoken about so far. It's the funnest. <laughs> Loads of fun being civil. It is definitely it. Definitely, I I, I have to admit, <clears throat> I do enjoy the kind of the. 
opt for PMC kind of like troublemaker side where it's not quite so regimented sometimes. Um, it does. Yeah, we need to do another one. Yeah, it does. In my mind, probably make for a more entertaining. Space is available for January chaps on the um, Phoenix for um, uh, October eight. Yes, I need to chat to you after the show whether we can do that. Obviously, Andy potentially can't, but he could come as a as a wounded civilian. I could shoot left-handed. Just can't do anything with my right. (laughs) Just come brandishing a brandishing a a, a rubber a rubber knife. I'm glad you said knife. Um, (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) obviously, uh, the civilian comms. We're going to be talking probably handhelds. Uh, sort of like the, the, the walkie-talkies and stuff like that. So obviously, like Biofeng's bits and bits like that work perfectly for that. Or um, mobile, mobile phone because really... you're a civilian. <laughs> yeah, mobile phone. Yeah, mobile that? phone. That's the other one. Um, yeah. Wouldn't it be yeah. quite cool if they built a, a payphone, wouldn't it? Like a, a phone box that's just had a Bofang in it. Ring, 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 ring. Loads of pervy business cards on the wall in there, just for the crack, just for a laugh. Yeah. Or if we have our pitching lady, there is a phone box a more in there. Yeah, there is. Uh, don't work. Yeah, oh, we should put some. Uh, That's not. Some... I actually really like some... that idea. We should put some podcast can... uh, things in there. <laughs> yeah, no, but I really like that idea because you can de- you can set that up as like an Overwatch thing. Then, if you've got like, you could have a guy, like, man, like... in the other end of the radio, and you get civvies walk past and go, uh, "This is phone box to Eagles Nest." So, <laughs> <laughs> like, surely you could have thought of a better code name for the phone well, box I, other than. I've been brutally honest. <laughs> I was thinking more like a couple of little like, old school mobile phones that you could just ring, but they have to stay in like the phone box like that. Oh. I was going to think about putting a bowfang inside a giant plastic cup with a string on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello? Oh, dear. Just a Hello? cup and string. Hello? Just leave Hello? it like that. <laughs> um, right, so the last the last faction I sort of want to talk about is, and I'm going to lump these two together because I think they do kind of... Oh, you are, yeah. The long and short of it is they're not too sort of dissimilar. It's the kind of the cartel gangsters and PMC in that ultimately they are driven by the kind of the mercenary type they're role. Totally might... No, I don't think they are. If Go you on, think Andy, about you it... tell him. You tell him, Andy. Yeah, I was muted. Kit-wise, you tell him. Kit-wise, they're different. So the loadouts, the loadouts, for example, granted, you're probably talking for the PMCs, you're probably talking like a slightly more militarized role in terms of plate carriers and stuff like that. And the cartels not so much, but ultimately they, they do still generally have like a, a gang esque style approach. That that was how I grouped it in my mind. I, I appreciate that you know the, the PMCs normally whatever's in your people... mind should be sealed in concrete and dumped <laughs> in <the concrete. laughs> Most people for the pop. PMC go tan trousers, black t shirt and a baseball cap. Um, put it in a little box with my mama's titties and we're never gonna speak about it again. Yeah. <laughs> um Oh, this is devolving quickly. Um, so in terms of the loadouts and things like that, so for a PMC kind of like uh, a, a militia kind of group, you know, what what sort of thing are we thinking about there? Uh, basketball vests. Early 90s Manchester United football T-shirts. <laughs> is this just what's in your mind? Or... Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, what do you mean? Like a, like a, like a rebel force type thing. No, like but gangsters. just I mean, so t-shirts and gang colours. No, because gang- when I think of gangsters, I think of Scarface and like Al Capone and. and- okay, all right. Uh, the gangster Tommy term and on- and- okay, the, the use of the word gangster might have confused things slightly. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking like a uh, not not shallow militarized- machine guns in and stuff. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> not- fuck's sake, not a militarized uh, 
unit or faction, something like that. So it's not like a NATO or a militarized op four. We're talking, you know, sort of an armed militia. Think, um, oh, what like rude boys? I, I don't want to use these as an example, but you know, like the uh, the proud, you know, the proud boys at the moment, like the militia group in America that are causing all sorts of problems. It's just, you know, like serving like gangs, gangs and cartels, yeah. And, and, yeah, and terrible people like that, yeah. Yeah. So what sort? Um, what sort yeah, of loadouts? Civvies, gang colours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with they gang a, They might have a bandana on, like we did for the um for for um, brr, defiant. Yeah. The old El Halcher and Del Golfo, the black bandanas and the red bandanas, as like a as a distinguishing mark. Or, or you, they, you might have to get an actual tattoo, a gang tattoo. <laughs> That's always a thing for the event. So yeah, you have to choose your sides carefully, depending on who's got a better tattoo, I suppose. <laughs> if, you want to join, if you want to be an argument, you real commitment. A, a massive <laughs> pair of balls <laughs> tattooed to your forehead. You're like, oh, shit. Wrong gang. Join the wrong one. I wanted to get the python on my arm, but it's. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've ended up with a someone scrotum on my forehead. <laughs> with attack to balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what gang are you in? Really? You're asking me that? And I've got a, a, a pair of balls tattooed on my forehead, really. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. Completely thrown him, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All he's got is a picture of his Lance's balls on his toad on his forehead now. Cartels, car- it, it, it's, they're civvies, aren't they? It's, it's just, they're yeah, a civvy gang. It's a, you know, it's, a, you know, it's loosey goosey, maybe a bandana, rocking an AK, <laughs> sideways yeah. shooting pistols. <laughs> but they like it's just like Peaky Blinders. Oh, mate, could you, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to dress as Peaky Blinders. So you then, but you'd, I think with that, you'd be more, you'd, if you were a gang, depending on what sort of scenarios you might be more, you might be better kitted out. Do you know what I mean? If you're, if you were like, I don't know what they're they're like, an enforcer for the gang or something, you might have like slightly better weaponry or something. Yeah. You Um, like your different grades, like your lieutenants and stuff like your foot soldiers because they have to have a pistol. Maybe your 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 next one's up, but maybe you have like a a very small, like low profile chest rig and an SMG, and then like your big guns, but they have like an AK or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe I always distinguish think through your ranks via the weapons they've got, sort of thing. I was thinking like Sicario, where you've got like just the the um, the sleeveless vests or whatever like that, and they've literally just got gang tats and a pistol. Like, yeah, you know, it doesn't need to be any more elaborate than that. Sometimes, no, that's it. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess ultimately, I guess the PMC cartel kind of grouping. I love PMC. PMC is wicked fun. It, it it's very That's dependent on the gun. scenario, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, for the the Octo Eight series with the PMC, the Phoenix PMC, you know, that's that's a very kind of distinct. You know, you're you're there as a um, an armed group of people, mercenaries, basically just trying mm-hmm. to make money. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Cause chaos and just deal with that. Um, if you're going as a cartel type thing, you're obviously, obviously going to be more specific to the color scheme of that cartel. Um, and as you say, you might have like a different set of loadouts and clothing for that. So I guess that's probably the more generic, uh, the more specific faction. Um, hmm. Is in that almost that's going to be very game dependent. Um, yeah, I mean the, the the only distinguishing thing for PMC and a cartel would be the fact that a PMC guy would have an element of like a chest rig, um, holster pistols and things like that, rather than it just tucked in his jeans or hidden in a jacket pocket. He is an actual sort yeah, of it'd be. fighting force sort of type guy. Do you know what I mean? So he will have a I, I, PMC's wicked man, love it. 
just jeans, t-shirt, boots, hat, beard, sunnies, chest rig, whatever yeah. gun you've got. It's, it's, handy at it's the a time. nice. It's a nice. It's probably. Do you know what? It's probably a wicked. Civvy. Yeah, it's probably um, a wicked loadout to do for a first event. For a first event, mm. if you went PMC, yeah. you could just go your skirmish stuff, less the camo, and just wear your jeans and a t-shirt. Well, you know, potentially yeah. you could even just wear your camo camo trousers. It depends on what is acceptable to the event, but camo yeah. trousers and a like a block color t-shirt or something like that, and a, a baseball yeah. cap is pretty much job done. Um, Lieutenant, yes, in Britain <laughs> it is. But I was talking about gangs; they call them lieutenants, didn't they? <laughs> UK gangs would be left. Lance hasn't had dinner Thank tonight, so he's a little bit ratty. Yeah, don't. don't. Lance <laughs> had two coffees in the last hour and fifteen minutes and no food. Lance, you're not here when you're hungry. Have some nuts. Lance is on a yeah, have some nuts. Self-destruction. Have these nuts. Um, in terms of the rule set for sort of the the cartelly roles and bits and pieces like that, again. It's almost quite civilian in that nature in terms of yeah, you don't definitely. generally have the don't shoot unless you're shot at rules with the ROEs. Um, ah, you say that, but we did a um, defiant. That's why we had the whole we had the old bandana thing. So if we went out without the bandanas, you were a sort of like a softy, softy, civvy approach, but still, you obviously still were a cartel member. If you went out with your bandana on, that means you were sort of out for a scrap sort of thing, and your other members would be, that would indicate to your other team members and things like that, which was cool. And also... Um, one of the great things from that Defiant event for me was the fact that we were sort of not berated or anything, but our um, our weaponry and stuff was locked down at the start of the event, and and the more more the more product we sold and the more deals we made, the more weapons and upgrades we unlocked throughout the event. Yeah, so by that, like, really, I love that. By like the, by midway through the Saturday afternoon, we'd unlocked um, full auto. Um, support weapons we'd unlocked nods we'd unlocked thermal mm-hmm. things like that by making all these deals and stuff which was cool because essentially we started off with a pistol in one magazine um, which didn't really matter much because there wasn't a great deal of scrapping going on at the start of the event so it it was sort of like I me mean, for a majority of the event i didn't even take a weapon out of me it weren't till sort of like it was like late in the saturday afternoon and when it sort of started getting a bit more leery but by that time we'd unlocked the good kit which was cool, but it, it actually mm. it gave you a reason to do it. You don't guess it's like some events you've been to. It's like, oh yeah, you've got to go and make this. It's like, well, what, well, what are we going to get out of it? Well, no, it's just part of the event. You've got to do it. It's points. Or, yeah, uh, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We had to, if we didn't do it, then you'd be like, well, you're going to be using a pistol with one magazine all weekend, and that's it. But thank God, you know, got a red screwed on them and got yeah, it done. It was cool. It was cool. Enjoyed that. Good on the defiant lads. Mm. Bosh. Hey. Bosh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, fair enough. Well, I mean, that's that's all the categories I think we had. Sort of, you've missed one. Up. Oh, did we? What did we miss? You've missed one. Police and DEA. Police. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, we can run through that quickly. Uh, I'm just conscious of the time. Um, so, obviously, with the DEA and police, it's all relative. <laughs> Stop <Sorry>. talking in cryptic <laughs> short phrases. <laughs> Yeah, all right, Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Yeah, <laughs> I like that one. I'm happy with that. It's better than Pigeon Lady. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no it's well, not. the Pigeon Lady <laughs> short spoken short that phrases. Is your, that is now your 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 that's your Ricky call sign now. <laughs> pigeon. If you ever go out, Ricky, you're going Pigeon Lady gone dark. <laughs> pigeon one to Pigeon two. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's I'll lose I'll, lose. I'll lose radio contact with Andy. I'll just be trekking through the forest at night and hear this. <laughs> 
<laughs> Andy, or is you genuinely a pigeon? <laughs> it's, when, it's when the pigeon answers back. <laughs> so with um, with trying to get us back on track with police and DEA, um, I mean, I, I personally would probably say they're not too dissimilar from the PMC type thing, really. Apart from they're dressed as policemen. I get that they're dressed as policemen, but ultimately, again, it's... But it's then, not that dissimilar, is it? Yeah, but the police would have. They've different... got rules of engagement as well. <laughs> but they'd have yes. different sleeping arrangement because there's not many policemen that I know that would want to go and sleep out camping on the job. Not when they've got a police station and, and no, a house. That's what I mean. <laughs> and a house. But they'd have to be more um, uh, more billeted, I think. As long as, they were, to... as long as it weren't Padraig's band of merry men. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love just... them though, they're brilliant. <laughs> They just kill anyone, they do. They? <laughs> they have no morals. It's just, it's just scoundrels, all of them. Scoundrels <laughs> with, with loudspeakers. And bread. Tom says, played well, police are great in games, but if they're played badly, it's a bit pointless. I mean, we, oh. we've been to an event where we were the DEA and there was a police element. Um, the police element was comprised of a lot of very fresh people to Milsim. Um, mm. They struggled. They yeah. really struggled at that event, and it, I, I don't think it was really a fun event yeah, for them in terms of um, sort of how that think, came across. I think we lost a few people, didn't we? Yeah. Over the course of that, I think we, I think we ended up leaving. I don't like, think you were at that like event. I think spots. we're talking about a different event. Was a fishing lady. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a better picture. Yes, right? yes. thank you, Les. Um. Yeah, I mean, there, there was one particular event. That it, it's not the defiant one I'm talking about. There was um, oh, because that one lost a few people, didn't it? Yeah, no, I'm I'm talking about it was one at apocalypse a long time ago, um, where I think it was the first DEA one they ran. But we had we yes, were like a six to eight man DEA kind of operation. Uh, the police probably had similar numbers, but they were just absolutely ransacked the entire weekend because the cartel just teamed up um, on against them, even though there were two cartel factions. Um, well, the police just didn't really have a chance. It, it just, in my mind, I don't think that worked well. So I, I get um, Tom's point on that. Mm. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I'm just trying to catch up a bit of the chat because I've just seen Bennett from Commando would be the best look from Steve Walker, but <laughs> Bennett from Commando has got to have the campest outfit of a bad <laughs> yeah. guy ever. But it's hilarious. <laughs> In a silver chainmail vest, leather trousers. <laughs> yeah. Oh I god, I didn't know the reference, and that's, that's awful. <laughs> Bennett, have you put Bennett from Commando in? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiel, beautiful. It's an interesting look. Yeah, it's a wrong. Look. I reckon you can show it. Off. Yeah. Uh, who? Either of you two. I'm not fast, too. Someone do it. I'm not fast, too. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Some one of you do it. <laughs> what are we doing? Bennett from Commando. I, I don't really want yeah. to dress up. I'm sticking with my monk idea. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, the trouble is I can't grow I can't grow a head of hair like that, so it'll have to be Mike. Pointing his gun, your folder. Yeah, I can't <laughs> yeah. grow. <laughs> he is Aussie as well, isn't he? He's actually Aussie. <laughs> All right, we'll have to... um, <laughs> Nick says there's two very good police loadout teams, one in Bristol and the other's not sure where they're from. Um, yeah, there was a, actually the me and Kettles went to a um, um, Arabs weekend, um, airsoft rants and bants, uh, at the Alpha site, 
and they had a wicked police team there. They were proper, like had, yeah. Some of them are really good. The full kit, like the tasers, they had everything looked proper accurate. I guess it was made from wool. His nan made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, Bennett. I'm gonna have to watch some uh, comedy commando outtakes now. On, <laughs> yeah. on. There's some peaches that people have done voiceovers and out on it. Brilliant, man. <laughs> Um, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll have to come back in more detail on the police loadouts because I hadn't even considered that one, to be fair. Um, yeah. Mm. No, well, see. Sorry. Well, if there's any other loadouts. That's why there's three brains. Three brains. Four brains. One. One, two. And nobody yeah. mentioned that in the <laughs> chat before the episode, so that's great. <laughs> um, there's a chat. There was a chat. <laughs> if anyone, yeah, was... if you've got any other thoughts on other uh, loadouts or bits and pieces that we've obviously missed in tonight's episode, feel nice. free to let us know and we can uh, sort of cover nights. If you want to ping us a message with that, you can either leave uh, a comment in the video below uh, or you can email us at nofochat or hotmail.com. Our Instagram is at November underscore Foxtrot underscore nofo and the website is novemberfoxtrot.com. Dot UK. Uh, there's a few little comments that I've missed. There's 22 actually stacked up, so I'll just take it uh, very, very quickly. Uh, Ray said, "Ruffle, how did it? How did it take you a day to work out that you screw it closed? I just didn't. Uh, it didn't turn. Um, <laughs> basically, it just didn't turn. Uh, should have kept stum about the bottle. Give engineers a bad rep. No, it was fine. It was just it it's didn't fine. turn. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, yeah. What have been being a qualified, degreed, up to the eyeballs engineer?" Yeah. James C. I bought a Dutch Army assault vest. Doesn't quite work for me too long. Going to have it to, tailored to be shorter and add some proper webbing straps to attach it. Nice. Cool. Ah, uh, oh, hang on. Go back to that one. Is that the Dutch Army vest? Yeah. Did you try and attach your webbing to the loops that hang from the bottom of it? Because that's what I did and it, I found it too long. So I've gone up a level to the Molly. And it's perfecto. So yeah, try that, mate. I'll send you. I'll get some pictures. I'll get some pictures of it, mate. Well, I'll go out at the loft and I'll show you what I've done. Because I did that first, and it just sat too low, and it was like, especially when you took a knee, it just like went oh, it's like round your ass cheeks, and it's just fucking oh. So yeah, I've uh, gone up a couple of inches of it, and it's um perfect. So I'll send you some pictures, mate. Uh, Rage and Terry were having a lovely chat about. Uh, as they always do tan. so Ray says you've been looking at Ranger Green Terry because you're a five year old girl real men only have eyes for tan um, <laughs> Kenny chipped in with DPM for the win Good which evening. I don't disagree with um, James said I remember our team getting a load of AK 74Us uh, for Op Fallen Arrow event for the gang team um, which is a bit of commitment going on there yeah. um, so presumably, I guess presumably they would probably just stock out the box and then just pray for the best. Just get up closer. <laughs> just go. Well, gangster, you're side. You're side shooting anyway. Uh, Les says my issue is with all the events you book onto, and you need a certain setup to go with the role. It's the cost element behind it. You can end up with so many setups that might be good for uh, later at another event, but I draw the line with the overspending on things you'll only wear once. Yeah, which, it's a yeah. fair point, yeah, mate. That's yeah. fair enough, mate. Yeah. Yeah, there's a good chance you'll only use it perhaps at one event or something. So, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, Terry says, Mike, the green jackets and now rifles always carry swords. Um, right, good. good. Ray said, you carry swords, Terry, because you were too thick to be taught how to use a rifle. <laughs> 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 <Get out. laughs> 
Um, Terry said, Lance, sell the DCS and you can buy some new kit then. It's true. There you go. Uh, yeah. Talking to various loadouts. James says, Hawaiian shirts and trilby hats with an AK. That's Absolutely. That's usually the standard go to. Yeah, that's. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, they must. They must what... have a good run on like Hawaiian shirts. Whenever you yeah. get like a, a cartel or something, like that. it's just like right. Everyone's got to buy a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. <laughs> what can I wear to a civilian <laughs> event? Not any of the clothes that I own already. A Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, the most non-civilian <laughs> shirt you can. Who buy. doesn't own a Hawaiian shirt? Why do you have a Hawaiian yeah, shirt? People... For a civvy event, I've got about <laughs> I've got about six Hawaiian shirts, all dependent on the yeah. event. <laughs> yeah, it's just an excuse to dress ridiculously, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> socks and sandals, uh, lovely. Rage had a good comment. Uh, I think events need a dedicated civilian team. How many times have you seen Civ Pop go up to NATO and start screaming at them and pushing them around, and not listening to commands and such? And I completely agree. You know, yeah, 100%. I hundred we, percent. We've said this before. You know, the, the whole shoot, no shoot situation at an event is so much better when you've actually got a genuine, dedicated civilian team. If you've got people there that are always unarmed, you know, and you're penalised as a team in some way. So, for example, Lance, with the event uh, that you said where you gained um, assets, I guess, for yeah, your, yeah. your team. If you got penalised, so right, you can't use that now. Uh, it's been taken away from you. Um for use or something. So, I mean, for a Blue 4 event, for example, it might be that you have restricted access to a QRF vehicle. You know, I mean, that would be a massive game changer, um, which makes people more conscious about what they're doing. So you can't uh, yeah, just go to an event and commit I mean, war crimes. And I think and I think the gate swings both ways with that. I think if you are in a civilian role, you need to conduct yourself accordingly whilst you're being a civilian. Like, So if there is a firefight going on, you're not just standing there with your mate lighting a cigarette, watching yeah. from three metres away the NATO shooting at the bad guys or the bad guys shooting at NATO. You should be running for cover, getting into a building, ducking out the way. Get yourself away from the from the from the firefight that's going on, not just sort of standing there going, oh, look, mate, because it's sort of like a bit. Go oh, on, guys, fuck off, yeah. Especially when a firefight here, and it's sort of like a bit off-putting, mm. and you're just sort of stood there, not in cover, about a foot away from me, just like looking at what we're doing and stuff like that. It's a bit weird, but yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Yeah, a, a civilian dedicated civilian team that would be wicked because that mm. would take away that problem. I think. Nick said old era stuff like World War Two, etc. And Tom also said the same thing. Having a World War Two era bolt action is great for irregular forces. Civ pop in many scenarios. Yeah, that Lee Enfield yeah. bolt action. Oh, yeah. From, yeah, is it the is Aries lovely, one? Aries, oh, yeah. Mate, I saw it in I saw it in Crawley Surplus the other day. The surplus store. Jesus Christ, it looks nice. It's lush. Just to yeah. buy, just hang it in the living room on the wall. Marvelous. I want yeah. to get hold of a brain gun actually, because my granddad was a brain gun, and I've got his um, I've got his silver tanker from when he demobbed from the army. It's got all his regiment and that on it, and I'd like to get oh, that. That's cool. That on a mm. shelf with a brain gun next to it. Yeah, I'd love a proper I'd love a proper airsoft Lewis gun. That'd be cool. Just the uh, like the water water cooled, which you could fill with like I don't know gin or something something very British. Tea. Nick says, look at James Bay. Six says, "Look at the Doomsday film. That would be interesting. So obviously you've That's got, got a good film, the cannibals in that, um, yeah. and the the reenactors or whatever that turned into the castle. That was well. definitely that bizarre. Cool. Yeah. Um, Tom says, seems some great police role players at games. At one, they tried to give a Russian player a fixed penalty notice for littering. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, I love, you know I love cool? all those little interactions are just wicked. If um, if the police not police at an event saying that when they gave just saying it, it sort of sprung to mind about if it was possible for them to have some sort of tracking device that if they did capture someone who who done like one or two misdemeanors, be like right, 
you got you've been tagged now, they, and this 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 individual's got to keep a tag on them, and they can actually physically see where they're going. Yeah, that'd what be they're doing for an for an intel gathering purpose sort of thing like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That would be quite cool. Not allowed to be removed for X amount of hours or whatever it is. You know, now you've been caught twice. You, you this is going to go on you. You've been asboed. <laughs> yeah, <as-boed. laughs> essentially, yeah, essentially, yeah. So yeah. he's got to be very careful because I think it'd be you could have that done to you, and I think it'd be quite easy to forget that you've got that on. Mm. After yeah, a certain would, yeah. amount of time, do you know especially, what I mean? especially especially if you've got like a counterinsurgency one, yeah, exactly like, like that, a yeah. DEA or something like that. Well, that would work really. I like that. That's a cool idea. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, yeah. The, I can't come out with you guys because I'm I'm tagged. Yeah. Yeah, or they could use it as yeah, like it's, a it's, it's decoy. It's both ways. Mm. Exactly that. Yeah. Decoy. Where's he going now? Yeah. yeah I spent awesome. most of the event on my own because I had a tag attached to me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, yeah. Nobody wants to hang out with me. And that, girls and boys, is a life lesson. Don't yeah. get tagged because you'll lose your mates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thought of the day, that is, isn't it? Doing this week for more. Thoughts of the day. <laughs> Tip of the Nick, week. Nick said <laughs> the field telephone week. and line with BT engineers complete with the butties would be good. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. Tom said that would involve wearing a sleeveless leather vest and most of us don't have the physique to pull that off. So obviously talking about um, some of the more of the other mm. more interesting. I reckon we'd all be in the same boat though, so I think it would be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be a case of looking, looking like... at each other going, I don't know what you're laughing at. <laughs> Why are we on the Magic Mike team? I don't like this. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Uh, Harry says, do you find Milsims are now set in more fictitious locations to avoid stereotyping the locals, e.g. South America, Eastern Europe, or the Middle East? Um, well, um, Legion do that, didn't they? Well, they've got yeah. the Barbarians against the, the 10th Legion. That's it. And that's the two sides for their stories. And that's that's how it remains, you know, which is quite good. Um Oh, this is such a tricky question because it I know is, that we've between the three of us we've been debating this because you've obviously got the whole Ukraine and Russia conflict going on at the moment, which is shit. People are dying. It's not funny. But at the same time, I know that you know when it initially kicked off, people were like, no, we shouldn't be doing your Russian versus Ukraine games. But now there seems to be more of an acceptance for that. They seem to be coming in a little bit more. You know, people's thoughts because it's not in the news it's not quite so critical all the time it's sort of you know dying away a little bit um you know the same argument or well, why do we play world war ii games you know uh vietnam games why do we do the the afghan conflicts and the the taliban versus nato and mm. it, it's a tricky one because and i truly I, I don't know the answer i mean i'm guessing it's tough at the minute because obviously i think like you said, it, it, it's happened this year. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, obviously, like the Afghan conflicts and that. I mean, that started, that kicked off in basically two thousand, end of two thousand and one, beginning of two thousand and two, covertly, and then sort of like full force into two thousand and two. And that, you know, that was like a twenty years, of, of their give or take. Do you know what I mean? Eight, six, seventeen years, maybe eighteen years. Um, so over time, yeah, it, in a horrible way, it becomes the norm. Yeah, it's not like it's like a flash in the pan, you know. It's sort of like people grew up with it. You know what I mean? You know, any any kids that were sort of like born in like the late nineties grew up with the Afghan war going on. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's it is. Well, it's unfortunately it's one of them where it becomes the norm and it almost becomes acceptable to do it. Well, um, yeah, which I don't think is a bad thing in a way because obviously it's like like I've always said about like the the like the armed forces and like the army I've it's one of my biggest regrets of my life never going into the army it's a huge regret of mine um but I always hold 
servicing personnel in the highest regard. Do you know what I mean? And growing up when I was a kid, like it was the likes of like the Chris Ryan stories and the Andy McNabb stories when they all came out and it's like, Christ, they're like heroes. Do you know what I mean? Like proper heroes. Um, and all the other crazy stories that have followed since. And I suppose in a way you, you just sort of try and emulate that a little bit by doing these events that sort of echo a situation that's happened. That's sort of the way I sort of try and analyze it and sort of process it, I suppose, when it comes to like having a, a specific, like um, a specific uh, mission or, or it's named after an actual place with actual, this has actually happened. And you think, oh, this is going to be awesome because it was such an exciting story to read or, or exciting film to watch. Do you know what I mean? So I think that there's a there's that huge side of it. I don't think it's done um, disrespectfully or anything like that at all. Far from it. I think it's completely the other way around. I think it's just trying to create that that theatre for for it to work. Essentially, I think it can be quite hard if it's completely made up and you're against, you know, the flip flops of really flap flaps. It's like, well, there's where's the history behind that? Where's the story? You, you yeah. can't just sort of grasp it straight away whereas you think oh yeah of course i know a bit about you that need already. it to be relevant in some way you've got to have exactly, some sort yeah. of like understanding roughly of it being yeah a, you can sort of you can sort thing, of place yeah. it whereas if it's like i found it as well but it's like i mean i find the, the way legion have done it really well because it's like the barbarians against 10th legion it's like that could be anywhere that's cool it's a good storyline yeah. um and they're, they're sort of pretty much the only place that sort of do that really a lot of other places are are actual places of conflict and actual sides against sides, and you can. There's always backstory there. You can look up things and and some nine times if you're interested in doing mill sims and airsoft and things like that, you've probably got a bit of a a penchant for military history or things like that. Do you know what I mean? So you there's a good chance you would have heard of this thing that you're going to be trying to take part in. So um, I think there's that's I think that's a big reason for why like organisers use relevant situations or past situations uh, to sort of reenact if you like mm. yeah mm. but it, it can, yeah i mean it can be difficult i suppose um but i think it's how you approach it you know it's i think it's so as well film. you know if you're going to the cinema to watch the film of it being played out in front of you you know is yeah it, i is think it any different than buying a computer game and, and acting it out again you know yeah i think also as well i think because it's it's current at the moment like uh, people are happy to do stuff that they've learnt about in school um, and the history side of it because it's not something that they kind of get out onto the field and go, well, hang on a minute, I'm dressed up. I'm just going to use Russia and Ukraine as an example. Um, mm -hmm. I'm dressed up as a Russian soldier and I've just been mortared. Do you know what I mean? And you kind mm -hmm. of sit there and you think, shit, like that's actually like properly happening right now. Whereas if mm -hmm. well, on the history side of things, you kind of go – yeah, shit, that happened. But you're you're not doing something that is literally happening right now. It's it's had time in, to be diluted. Current, and, yeah, yeah. And you've learned about it in school, like World War Two and Vietnam and things like that. Um, mm. You you know the history, you know the background to it all, um, and and you've been brought up with it. So it's kind of like you said earlier, it's become the norm in Afghan. Mm. It's become become the norm. It's become history, whereas Ukraine and Russia is a current. Yeah, I mean that. Thing. I mean, they, they, there's been conflict there for many years, isn't yeah. there? On that, on that, on that, on that eastern border, um, skirmish like local skirmishes have been constantly happening from like what, 2014 onwards, or whatever when they when yeah, Crimea was annexed. Years, but, yeah, 
it's been going on. But again, they, they, that becomes the norm. And it's not until mm-hmm. this happens, it's kicked off this year, that people think, oh, Christ, yeah, they have been fighting for God knows how long out there anyhow. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it is a tough I mean, I guess one. the main thing, the main thing, as long as you're having the conversation about it, you know, because that's, I think, I think if you just blindly run into these things, you go, right, you know, fuck it, it's just an airsoft event. I don't really care. You know, it doesn't you do bother care, me though. in any way. And I you think know, that's the thing. I think yeah. if you're having the conversation, you're thinking about it. I think that's going to make you more respectful to it anyway. And then whatever mm. decision you make from that, whether you decide to go to that event or not, that's, you know, that's a perfectly acceptable decision because it's yours. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's an. I think there'd be an way of approaching a, a, a Ukraine-Russia event. I suppose in the future would be on the basis of how it played out, like the the, 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 the big assault, um, and then the pushback sort of thing like that. I, I think if it started being sort of dissected it into the very small elements of what happened out there, uh, things that we probably haven't heard about yet, and mm. probably unlikely to hear about for a long time. Um, I think that's when it can start becoming a bit disrespectful when you like things that have happened to civilians and things like that. You know, if it, if it was just going to be like a force on force event where Russia have taken a load of land uh, and now Ukraine's pushing them back and there's objectives along the way that you've got to capture and hold for an X amount of time, then that would probably, for me, that would be a bit more. <sighs> to, to... Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be more comfortable I'm with conscious, it. I'm conscious of the time. Let, let's save this question because I think there's quite a good debate going on here. Let, let's push this into next week's episode, the, mm-hmm. the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can have a bit of a Q&A. We can have a bit of a and a on that point in there because I'm, I'm conscious that, you know, it, it's we could probably talk all night on that subject. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, as interestingly said, Gadge and I have put a 20-year limit on our loadouts now as a result of le- recent ongoing conflicts, which is quite an interesting approach. Cool. Rage pointing out that Afghan was current while games were being played. Um, mm-hmm. Fresh Meat says, don't forget that with the Ukraine war at the start uh, was on the back foot for a while, whereas now they're pushing them back. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's an argument to be made there that, you know, we're, we're supporting the Ukraine by playing that out, I guess. In a, in a but way. that's also another thing, quickly. We've, I guarantee all of us that are listening to this um, have been brought up with Russia are the bad guys and they're always been the bad guys. You've got computer games, movies, um, TV shows where Russia is always the bad guy. Mm. And as soon as Russia invades a peaceful nation, um, everyone in the the West is basically going to go, well, they're the bad guys. They're attacking a a peaceful country. It's the same with the Taliban. Taliban, they they obviously, um, they attacked America. They've done loads of suicide bombings. Uh, computer games, films, movies, everything has portrayed them as the bad guys. So naturally, as individuals, we would go, right, well, they've done something. They're the bad guy. They're the ones that are in the wrong. Mm. And I think that's a massive part of it as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, definitely. Everybody and the games. Their own backs there. But then again, I see that's the only thing with the whole the whole Russia thing. I know it's, we're beating into time, just, but just quickly, it's like, mm. it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the dude on the ground, you know, the genuine... Russian GI or whatever you want to call him, who's an actual soldier, who's literally been sent there. I mean, Christ, when they invaded Afghanistan, they were told they were going on a training exercise. It weren't until they were three quarters of the way through the flight that they were parachuting well, into Afghan. Same it's as Ukraine again. They were all on yeah, training I mean, exercises. Like, there. Can you teach, treat people like that? You know, you people who have signed yeah. up to defend their country, and you're and you're lying to them and like, and smoking mirrors with them to get them to fight. It's if you don't as well, you get shot, or your families will be in terrible danger and things like that. 
you know, I do feel sorry for him in that respect. I mean, you know, there's the other elements of it as well, like the Wagner group and all that sort of stuff, which is just beyond evil. But there we go. Anyhow, yes, it's um, job for another day, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yes, Rage. Right, yeah, um... I did. Sorry, I just want to cover that one. Yes, it that was me. The Taliban never attacked the US. I was obviously there's factions within Taliban. We all know this. There's like thirty of them now. Um, that that was just the sweeping comment. So that's that's me. <laughs> just the... sweep it. As I said, yeah. tarnishing them all with the same brush. More the political force of the uh, yeah. Of... The entity, isn't it? As opposed to who the party is. And what I'm going to last last comment. Harry says, "Sorry for the tough debate question. Bit heavy for the end of the show. Let's park it till after Christmas." Yeah. <laughs> on you, mate. Well, I have something. Uh, it's good. It's we relevant. Go. It's good. Go on, mate. Um. So before we go, it's um. It's been mentioned uh, a couple of times that it's the 13th annual Airsoft um awards, um, and we've never done this before. Um, but we're going to try and have a crack at one of the things. So if you think that we're good enough um, to have your vote, but also vote for your best shop and things like that, it's a good way to actually show people yeah, that you appreciate what they're doing. Stores, individuals, um, things like that. I think it's a great yeah, idea. we've we've all voted. Um, so um, if you feel like you want to vote for us, if you don't, then well. Fuck you, but <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like there, there's, but there's loads of good creators yeah, out there problems. as well. Yeah, there's loads of good YouTube <laughs> and uh, community people out there, and I'm not trying to take it away from them at all. Um, but yeah, it's mm. just something that's worth doing. I think all three of us have voted on there now for our favourites um, and things like that. So yeah, mm. jump over there and make sure that you do get your vote because after all, it's our community as well. So mm. let Absolutely. people know what you think. I mean. Regardless of whether you decide to nominate us for anything, no pressure exactly. to do that. Um, it's it's worth getting involved because obviously we've all got like favourite shops and bits and PCs and, and retailers and, and you know airsoft celebrities and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like mail and videos feet, are get published and posted and stuff. Um, I know um, uh, Tom um, with uh, AATV um, was sort of quite fortunate last year. Um, to, I think he got shortlisted. Hmm. Might be wrong. Yeah, right I so, I think. Yeah, I, I completely yeah. agree. But I think just ultimately, you know, just share it with your friends as well because it's a good chance to kind of highlight good work in the community and things like that. So, hmm. uh, if yeah, anyone's interested, definitely. the links at the bottom of the screen. Uh, which is the, yeah, down there, so, down there, cool, yes. down there, beautiful, nice one. Uh, and lastly, the very, very final, final comment. Uh, Marky Mark says, "For fuck's sake, YouTube, thanks for the notification. Missed half the bloody stream. We are." Most likely always going to be online, YouTube and Facebook, live at 8 o'clock on a Wednesday. Um, 8 o'clock. <clears throat> we will let you know if we're not by the way it means of social media. Um, yeah, normally about 7.30 <laughs> on a Wednesday. <laughs> if but we will, if, if, ever we miss a, if ever we miss an episode or anything like that, then you know definitely we will let you know. Um, but if you It'll always assume that we're on Wednesday at 8 p.m., that's always a good way to remember uh, if you want to join yep, us live. Cool. Right. Uh, anything well, else from you, Chance? Thursday morning. I'll fill you a massive <laughs> folder. Don't confuse them. Thanks, folder. <laughs> oh, right. um, anything else left from you, gents? No, no just it. ciao, Bella. Hasta la Wega. No foe. Yeah. Stay no foe. Cool signs. Be in contact. Cool personal, personal Instagrammers and things. Yeah. <laughs> I need some food and stop drinking coffee. Right. <laughs> we'll see you all next week, 8 o'clock. See you uh, later. We might actually, we might be a little bit early. 
We haven't discussed this. We've got uh, our Christmas episode next week. Christmas we'll let you know. We'll week. put it in the socials. Christmas. We'll let you know. You and I. Um, Put your questions in this week as well. Get some funny questions in. Yeah, give yeah. some questions. Just if you've got any ideas for content, anything you want us to discuss, anything like that, Christmas just let us know. Yeah. Anything you want us to do to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And on that note, we'll Bye. see you next week. See you later. <laughs>